What's up, everyone? We thought we would kind of do something that's pretty cool. We are nearing the one-year mark from when we released our first episode of Forging Brains Podcast. So Riley and I were jumping on here, and we figured we would just kind of talk about and reminisce what this year has been like and what we've done and kind of what we thought about the podcast so far. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that it's been a year already. Like, and it goes fast. Like really, yes, really quickly. super fast. I was just kind of like looking through some stats here, and you know, it's fifty-two weeks in a year, and we have released forty-seven episodes. So that means we have only missed five weeks throughout the whole year that we didn't put out an episode weekly. Like that's commitment. <laughs> yeah, that's doing. It. It's like I know people. I. I don't, I don't, I'm not complaining at all. Like I don't want to come off and sound like, well, this is really hard. Like, but it is a, sh- it's a shit ton of work to do. It's like a lot of a back. You know, like the part that everybody sees is just, and this is every podcast of like you just see this part where people are two people are talking or three people are talking, having a conversation together. But in reality, like you got to make the connection with that person. For us, like sound is a big deal. We don't want shitty qual- sound quality, and so no. we're like we're shipping mics. All over the place. Like we have like a pr- pretty expensive mics that we just been Ship shipping around. from person to person. <laughs> and so like in that, you know, we're asking these guys that already live r- super busy lives to like yep. try to get this mic in the mail to the next person. And we're trying to connect with the other person and finding a day in the schedule in a, in a time that we can all get together and talk is it's, it's hard. Tough. Everybody's got busy, busy lives. That's the type of people we want to talk to are the busy people. So it's yeah, they're the hard for people to, get older. to connect with them. You know, to like to figure out like you know, in your daily life, you're like, oh, I'm so busy. How do how do these top guys make time to get to there? But you know, we're figuring it out and trying to juggle between three people all the time. Like it can be tough to figure it out, and sometimes there's sacrifices to be made, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. A lot of times, like it's just late nights on everybody's apart. That's usually when we do these are in the evenings, and yep. it's just like you're the guy's gonna be tired the next day. You know it. Like I always think about that. <laughs> like dude, that dude is lagging probably first horse the next day because he's like. There's a couple of us because usually we're somebody on the east coast and they're like three hours ahead. Oh yeah, and I'll be going home at like nine thirty or so, leaving. Yeah, and so I know they're like, dude, they are whipped by that. I think time. it was. Travis Smith and we it ended up going really long and it was like midnight by the time we finished up with him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's not it's not been just a commitment for us. It's been a commitment for the guys that are all, been on the the podcast so far. It's yeah. like they have it's greatly appreciated. Man, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> People always say they kind of like the ones where it's just me and Gavin just Gavin, <laughs> but it also is like we would not be where we are without, without the guests. guests. Without yeah. guests. And it's and it's not even like this is a selfish thing for me too. It's like I get we get to like purposely carve out a chunk of time to talk to these people that I like talking to, and it's and it's an appropriate like when you're at the bar and you start asking them about like their childhood and stuff like that. It's like, well, okay, too much, bro. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's like, like it's not what I want to talk about. Yeah, it's like yes, oh, I'm gonna go right away now. now. <laughs> not at this moment. But on here, it's totally acceptable. So it's like we get to know these people that we already like look up to. Yeah, even more. It's a cool deal. Get to know them on a little bit more of a personal basis, and you know, maybe down the road, like if we do like episode two with somebody, like a, and then it's like you just have like ca- casual conversation where you're just telling stories and getting into, you oh, know, not yeah. having to revisit like how you got into it or whatever, and you just 
talk about contests you all been to and you know that's a one of the cool things i think with our podcast especially too is we're not talking to people that have just done one thing like these people are always doing things and now like all we've been all we this one year we've really just have hit like a little bit of background on a percentage of the people that we want to have on in general. So it's yeah. like we could have guests on again and it's like now like we just have you caught up a little bit. But yeah, it's kind of hard to like cram, you know, 30 years into an hour and a half recording, right? Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's barely even scratching the surface and getting in there. And, well, know. I've caught myself even like noticing is like, me and Gavin are both super competitive guys. Like, obviously, that's why we're in the situations we're in. But it's Working like... brains. Yeah, and it's... we. So we look at this podcast as a skill set. You know, yeah. like, this is not like, oh, we're just... Oh, anybody can have conversations. Like, no, this is a skill set. Like, I have studied how to have conversations better. I study other podcasts, how they put their things together. And it's sometimes I catch myself, we're like, whoa, we're an hour 15 in... And I haven't even gotten to the present time yet. Yeah. Like, well, I got to start moving this thing along. So it's something yeah. like, I've been trying to work on it. But I also don't want to, you know, we don't want to shut people down early. It's like, man, we want them to talk and be, have a good, good easy conversation. And that's like, we have great, we've had great guests that just have like, they got cool stories and they remember their stories and they like, yeah. it's cool hearing them, hearing how they come together. I'm excited about our next guest. I'm not going to say his name yet, but... Everybody knows him. <laughs> everybody knows him, and I couldn't believe... Like, I was just chatting with him on the phone. I was like, I can't believe how in-depth he... Like, he remembers every little detail about every contest he'd been to. And I was like, dude, I hardly even remember, like, who we talked to last. Like, I remember, like, the whole thing, but I can't remember it down <laughs> to, like, a fine-tooth comb. And, like, just... I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to, like, have you on and oh, man. talk about it like it's gonna that's, be good the another person that's like that a lot he's on the next guest obviously <laughs> is uh jim poor jim yeah. can tell you about a conversation like a competition that happened 30 years ago <laughs> who was there what yeah. happened where they went to dinner like i wish i had that good of memory dude <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> that's it when he he's always was like holy cow like this is it's it's i don't i barely remember my first competition yeah, really? I remember bits and pieces about it, but I don't remember it to where like, oh, I was at this point in the 30 minute marker and, you know, that kind of stuff. No, you know, dude. something else I was kind of thinking of, too, when you talked about the skill set of the podcast, um, it's actually kind of cool. We get to use this as a tool to talk to these top level guys in our trade and kind of use it to our benefit to like ask questions on things that we may be struggling with or may need help with and Dude. you know so that's actually something that's pretty handy oh well, we catered well. it to ourselves at that when we first started <laughs> this podcast gavin is just getting on the team pnw team with us mm-hmm. and so it's like we we talked mostly to the guys that were on teams and yep, we're like how do you practice what do you yep. do <laughs> like, what do you how do you guys how do you guys position the go where's this what are you yep. how are you trimming these feet and that's was, hard to do, like, if you're just trying to text somebody and ask those questions, you know, versus yeah. this, we're on the line with them. And, and yeah. it does, it benefits everybody who's listening, you know, hearing oh, that 100%. stuff. But it was definitely benefiting us at the time. It was like, man, I'm yeah. using the, I'm going to put this stuff to work. Like, yeah. this is good. For the mental side, yes. But you actually have to get out there and do the work. So it's also like. <sighs> that's the hard part, man. That's the hard part. 
kind of the thing uh, when you said like people might be lagging the next day because it might go till midnight. Sitting down on the computer having a conversation is a little different than like a three-hour forging session where you're physically exhausting yourself too. So, no, that's true. Might be a nice break for some of the guys, and yeah, it is, that is that is very true. It's like it, it it is, but it is a good like mental exercise because it's makes you I think because like whenever anybody asks you how you did something. You're like, oh man, I don't really know how I did that. Like, <laughs> I guess here, let me try to put it in words. And once you yeah. put it in words, you might realize something about your process that you were like, okay, that's how I did it. I'm that. not really good at like articulating this thing. So it makes me think and like think about how, okay, so how am I going to say this? And sometimes it's like, I don't necessarily re recollect or whatever, like how to, how, what I did in a way to put this in words. Like, it's almost like I could, uh, do the process over like physically, but I don't know that I'd be able to express it sometimes and just tell people Dude, how I did that. It's I, th that's been big for me in the last like two years is trying to like put my process down in a actual oh, for process. like a clinic. Yeah. yeah everything. Like it's that. like, yeah. Cause like, I think like, I've been doing clinics for a while now, but it's still like, I don't think it's been this last little bit where I started like really thinking about how I put a clinic together and what it was going to portray. Because it's like a lot of what we do in horseshoeing is teaching the project, not the theory. Yeah. Like it's it's like okay, you know, put it in different terms of like I'm gonna teach you how to make this biscuit, you know, just a flour biscuit. But it's like in reality, it might help you out more if you learned this is what flour is for. This is what baking soda is for. This is what water yeah. is for. Like, and this is how you would expand on this, you know. So like. We all in horseshoeing we're really bad about like oh well I, I've learned this bar shoe, you know yeah. like like but I haven't learned that one yet. It's like yeah. well, it's just still the same. It's, it's the same. It's got process. a toe bend, some shaping, uh -huh. and some welding. Like it's really yeah. not that crazy. It's got a little like sprinkle of extras in here and there, but it's not like so. That's something is like I got a contest I'm judging in Canada coming up, and I, some of those shoes I added just a little extra thing to it that really doesn't matter. I don't think like. It's a it's a benefit to the horse. Like there's a bar shoe in there in the intermediate class. It's called a rolled toe and a scooped out toe, and oh, so yeah. it lets yeah. the horse bite into the ground a little bit better, you know. Mm -hmm. And but you, it's easy to let those extras throw your head off. Yeah. When you're making the shoe, you think too, way too deep about it instead of just being like it's a bar shoe with a rolled toe and a cut out chunk. Yeah. So Simplify it, it a little bit. It's it's so easy. so it's like. <clears throat> that's something like I've been trying to do in my clinics is like how to teach a plan and how mm -hmm. to see things as individual little chunks that you're just putting together and just yep. know how to put those things together. Yeah. is something that like, so those are like the basic steps essentially along the way. Yeah. And so that's why I've been trying to teach just like individual steps and how mm -hmm. they work. Like, okay, this is drawing material. This is making a section. This is a heel. Like when is that a uh, Canada contest again? Uh, this month, the end of the month coming up, man. Like I leave. Are you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am Why? nervous. It's, dude, it's just good people too. If like, I have, I have to judge Nigel Fennell and Steven Bean, like Dan Corker. It's like, dude, there's a they're chunk all of. Com they're competing? Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I'd you be know, nervous. <laughs> it's like, I put a tool and folder shoe in there because like, A, they asked for it. The guys that were putting the contest together were like, hey, that's a cool shoe. Could we have that one in the contest? And it's like, yeah, yeah. I could put that in there. And it's a tool and folder preventer. Yep. Well, 
I did that not knowing that, like, the dude of freaking Tool and Fuller, Nigel, is going to be <laughs> competing there. It's like, like man, this is going to be... <laughs> oh, man, I bet it'll be... So, imagine they put two crackers out there, right? Like, they're fucking dialed, dude, and it's yeah. like, at this point, then you're going to be like, what is a tiny little thing that's going to set it apart, you know? Because you think oh, about I've already Steven been and Nigel. Yeah. I've already been thinking that, and it's like, and I've already been thinking, it's like, one thing I've learned, I haven't judged a lot of contests, but I think this would be like my fifth contest or something I've judged. Mm-hmm. And I just know I got to stick to my guns on my specimen. I want you to make my specimen. Yeah. I, I just, that's what I want. This is a specimen, and that's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge you off my specimen like I didn't even make them. Like leave the interpretation side out of it. Yeah. Or just black and white, this is just, that. And this it is. has to be. It has. That's the only way I think it's fair. Like, yeah. And not that it's fair, like... I, but yeah, I guess that's it's like the most. Here's the ground rules. This is what it is. You follow that rule. You make that perfectly. There it is. So close to how they judge the uh, the world championship deal. I guess. Yeah, and that's. It seems like most of the like. No, it doesn't seem like most of the big contests. That's how they're judged. They aren't judged of like, oh, well, this one's a little different. You know, it's like that's wishy washy judging. Yeah. That's stuff you don't you couldn't foresee. Yeah. You know what Where I mean? They, like. Good competitors can. Good competitors can pick up on things I think that the judges even picking up on. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, mm-hmm. I just I can look at your work and see these things, and that's what I'm going to give you because I know that's what's going to catch your eye. And that's going to be better. But and that's what's going to help you or hurt you. I see. On a on a specimen, it's like, and just make them the specimen. Like that's just that's what you got to do in all shoot making the contest. I think is just make what they have on the table. This commercial and podcast is brought to you by the World Championship Blacksmiths. We're so excited to have the Trinka family support what we're doing here. It is a huge part of the topics that we have on this podcast, and it's where we've gained a lot of community at, and exactly what they are. They are a community that supports education through competition. So if you were looking for a support system behind you on your journey of becoming a better farrier, go join up and go to an event. You will never regret it. And they've been nice enough to offer us a 10% off on their online store or call-in orders for everything besides competitions and membership. So go ahead them up, get some merch, and let some people know what you support. Thank you, guys. The, uh, well, switch a little gears here. I guess we could say congratulations to Matt Randalls on winning the, uh, the world championship. Dude. And it looked like it was some pretty uh, spicy competition up there. I... I don't watch sports at all. Yeah, me I was I was watching that stuff like it was the freaking Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Like it was I mean it's the Olympics of our sport, right? It or is the trade, Olympics of our world. Like <laughs> a huge, sport. huge thank you to the world championships of blacks with Craig and them like Craig, Christine, Bodie, Levi, all them, their workers like how big is that? Do they brought the world brought championships back? back. Yeah. That was not easy. That wasn't. It's not like this thing just fell on their lap and all they had to do was show up. Especially when they tried to do it, I think it was 2021 or whatever, and then COVID yep. hits. And so they right. were already on the mission to like bring it back, and then everything gets shut down. It's gone to shit. Yep. And, but they brought it back, and it's pretty sick. Dude, and it was huge. It looked so cool. Like everything from like the opening ribbon, the cutting the ribbon ceremony. Yeah. With all these like. Yeah, horses fancy. dude it was cool <laughs> like, it, 
takes it up from just like setting up and doing a contest in like a backyard or at a venue or whatever like you are there and it makes it feel like this is the cream of the crop oh i definitely <laughs> had jealousy rolling that i wasn't there i really want to go next year i don't know if i necessarily need to compete but i want to go so we can sit down with guys and get some episodes yeah it'd be cool and just just be there to record it take it all in you know and stuff like yeah. that i would love to compete there I yeah. just, I I don't know the the whole like competing just to compete thing has lost me a little bit. Like I used to just do it. I'd be like, oh, I haven't really practiced, but I want to go and compete, so I just go and uh-huh. not do very good. And I'd be like, yeah, I didn't practice, but now I'm like, I don't. That's embarrassing to me. I don't want to do it. I want if I go, I want to be practiced up. I want to be. And it's kind of like, we- and I know I can't. Like, I don't want to say like I know I can't win it because if I go, I want to have that in my head that i could possibly win it it's like but yeah. i i also know it's like that's not where my goal is right now in life and that needs to be your whole goal in life yeah especially if you're going there you know trying it needs to, do to be that. everything yeah everything because it's but and man like they talk about consistency every class you would have to be he was yeah. Like, I, I had to look back. It was like, off my memory, you top three each class. I think so. Yeah, I think, like, his lowest was, like, a fifth or something. That is impressive in that crowd. I will say, since we are American, I was really rooting for money. He was only a few points behind every time. I was like, come on, man, come on. <laughs> dude, all, like, and Americans still did pull, like, dude, Dylan did good. Hell yeah. Dylan's yeah. a young dude. This trade, and he's a reserve world champion. It's badass. That's pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking (laughs) cool. And it keeps you. You like? I don't think a lot of people understand the mental side of that thing of staying in it. Yeah, that was a long competition. Especially, you know, when you're down a few points, and you're like, I need to pick it up and gain more points on him, on whoever's up in front, and keep pushing forward versus letting it get to you. Be like, well, I'm out of this, so yeah, whatever. Well, I guarantee pushing. there was some waxing off on the on the bottom end of the step where you're like, man, I'm so far behind. Like, you're still going there trying to make the nicest thing you can, but you, of course, you can't tell me that it's not hitting you a little mentally. But like yeah. when you're in the upper chunk, still, it's like you still got a chance. Still got a chance yeah. to just come in here and do something, like knock it out, pushing harder each day, trying not to blow yourself up or forget something. It's like I think that. That point scoring, because uh, they were going like five, like inc- five, uh, five point increments towards like the top, like last few days, and that's really where I think it would like separate a couple guys. You know, if first and second really matter. You know, yeah, dude, how nerve wracking! Like all of a sudden you're in the top ten, and you know by the end of the day you might not get to shoot a horse. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the- half of you are getting cut. Yeah, it's a trip, dude. I mean, a trip. A trip even is like. How ecstatic would you be just being in the top ten? Huge. That is huge, dude. Huge. It's like against the best in the world, dude. Sixty-five competitors, and you're in the top ten. It'd be sick of the world, <laughs> of the world, not just of like, like it's it. WCB in general draws huge names, and if you're placing in the top five, top ten of the WCB, you, you got something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. But. This was something so big that people practiced so long for. Like, it huge. means a lot, and there's a lot of for grabs, dude. How 
and like we, we always think of the competitors, but I think like I would have been so nervous being Spud in Austin. I was kind of thinking about that, like um, how I mean it'd be so easy to be favorite or like play favorites or whatever, you know, in a situation like that. But like Austin said, like you just have to do it. You know, uh, like you have to just fit the guidelines. You know, the shoes yep. are there. He's like, I'm just leaving it black and white. So there is that aspect too. Like that's a tough job, and you know, and all the jobs probably had to have been like super great. So it's like almost like the nitpicky thing. Like what makes this better than that? Guaranteed and, nitpicking. You know, like there's so much on the line. So it's like, and everybody there competing knows what's good and what's not good. You know, what separates it from the bottom and the top. So it's also like, if they, you know, you can't influence the judge to be like, oh, come on, man. Like this is what, this is way better. Like you can't no. do that. Um, it's said in the rules, uh, like if you try to influence the judge, you will be disqualified. So it's also that aspect and you can't do that. And that would just be tough to be a judge for, there's a Dude, lot on the line. The, sh- the shoe, like the, the shoes, the forge making, the forging is like, not forge making, the, sh- <laughs> the shoes, the shoe making, you have a specimen to go off of, right? So for mm-hmm. them, like the judging part of that, a little easier, I would imagine still hard. And yep. you get a little bit more time to do it. Judging yeah. the shoe ween, hard. Yeah, because you might get a minute or two. Uh, everybody's everybody's got different minutes. feet. Yeah. You only get so long to look at the horse. You don't want to hold this guy back. Yeah. It's not like the horses are going to sit there all day and everything is marked down to who's is who's and everything, and you get it like all day to judge it. No. You get they're in and they're barely out. in time to judge it, and you just have to give them a score right then. You know, and it's like that to me it would be so hard, yeah. especially on like <laughs> especially on that level. Like you're saying, all the work is so good. It's not like you're like, oh yeah, this is easy. This guy's a an eight, and this guy's like a nine eight. Like he, yeah, this is how we're gonna split her up. Like it's like, oh yeah. okay, the worst score here is an, a nine. I think we, we gotta make it a competitors. mission. Like. I think we got to make it a mission to go next year, so that way we can just see it instead of like us talking right now, wondering like, "Oh, this is probably what it was like." Where we could go there and be like, "Oh, that's how it was done." And yeah, we'll have to get we'll have to get Austin back on and talk about yeah, and the talk about it. it. That'll be yeah. interesting too. I'd like to hear his. Uh, I'm sure he had a pretty good idea before, but no, I want to go see it for my own eyes. Absolutely. See what it see what it is. Like I know it's gonna be freaking amazing, man. It was. Yeah. So cool to see all those people there. When the moment that was the coolest, I thought, like, is you see all these old Calgary pictures where everybody's lined up on the field and they get a picture taken of them, you know, mm-hmm. dude. And I saw that picture of this year. I was like, <laughs> I, saw, I hate that I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to be in this picture. Like, you already yeah. like, you, like, there's a saying of like, there's only so many opening days, you know, like hunting wise. Like, there was only one bring back year, and I missed yeah. it. Like there's only <laughs> only the one man. I just, the first one back. Yeah, first one back. Can't, it's always hard, like that back. S- sitting back at home and like you're seeing it going on. You're like, man, I could be there. I should have put myself there. I should have been there. And I'm watching yeah. it through my phone. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're like I'm, oh. I'm I'm driving a shoe horses and <laughs> through this. It's like, but could I could have made what it happen? Else? Just didn't didn't make it happen. But yeah. Man, Props to everybody that went and did so freaking good. And I, really, if you went, 
you're already so high. And I, everybody always says this, and I'm not really the guy to say, like, well, if you go, you beat everybody that didn't go. It's like, eh, there's some good guys sitting at home. But it's like, if you went to the Spruce Meadows, man, you want to leg up. Like, oh, yeah. You went and yeah. did something. That, oh, yeah. Those classes were not easy. No. I was actually kind of thinking about it when we were talking to Stan, and I was like, oh, what shoes do you want from the pool? And I think he said the Dutch, like, sarcastically, I think he said, like, the Dutch shoe and the Italian shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and those were the shoes I got picked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, the other one was the French hind. He didn't want that French hind. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it didn't that's get, right. like, he didn't have to make that one at least. But he did say that he was pretty excited for the speed forging, and he yeah. won it. He won That's the right. speed foraging, so it was like, and I thought it was funny. There was something like he had. I will. I would like to hear his trick that he had because he's like, well, I'm doing it in a way, but I don't, it's a competition. I'm I don't want to say oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. yeah, obviously your trick was pretty handy because you went in there and Fucking won a. it. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that was a cool deal. It was thing, but something I was thinking about was it was cool to see a lot of our guests that we've had on the podcast. They were there and they were doing well. Like yeah. that. That was something that was super cool. It was like, God damn, we just talked to a lot of these guys, and they're all up in there, you know? That's one of my favorite things about the competition world in general is, like, most of the guys on the list I know personally. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, so it's, it's not even like, that That was the thing going into it is like, I had people that I was thinking, like, like me and Gavin talked about when I was like, who do you think is going to win, you know? Who's, who's going to be in the top five? <laughs> and, yeah. like, we definitely have our ideas, but it's like, I, I'm ha- I'm gonna be happy for whoever wins this thing because I know everybody and I know all these guys work super freaking hard. So it's like so whoever pops out on top, like man, that's, that's awesome. Like it did it. It wasn't like it, there wasn't anybody on the list who was like, I hope he doesn't win. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he does bad. Like, I so it was uh, pretty cool. So I guess the one sport that I do watch actually is still it's motocross and supercross and something that i play throughout the years they have a fantasy league for it okay and, like fantasy football but for- yeah it's kind of like it but it's for uh like the motocross races and supercross races and as before the contest got started and when we were having that conversation like who do you think could win or whatever and i was kind of thinking in my head i was like imagine if we had like a fantasy game for the contests you know like either going to like regular wcbs or like the championship, the Spruce Meadows. Do you start a Calcutta on the, yeah. on the WCB guys? <laughs> I think that would be kind of fun and kind of cool to play. <laughs> it would, but man, it's like, it's it's the same in the rodeo world. It's like if the guys watch the Calcutta and they see how much they were sold, you know, it's like, yeah. it has to put a bubble on, you know, it does. So you can see it put a freaking monkey on their shoulder. Where yeah. it's like, those Supercross guys have no idea you're betting on them. If we, some do, if, some don't. Yeah. If we started a fantasy league for like WCB on their page, people would be like, "What the fuck? No one voted." I'd feel a little bit let down. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "That's a freaking bummer." <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, the way it works is, uh, you don't necessarily know until uh, there's a de- like a time deadline, so you can't change your picks at one point. So if you're going up in, so up until the deadline, like basically which is the first round that goes off so you don't necessarily know anything until it has actually started so i guess in the later rounds you would kind of know like it would uh like oh i got this many percents but it also doesn't show like who picked who so that might work out in the guy's favor yeah that'd be a little better (laughs) 
not known. Like it's, your friend, it's a pretty, like, pers- pretty personal little circle. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? My friend yeah. didn't even pick me. <laughs> exactly. All you got no faith. All of a sudden, you're back in elementary school getting picked yeah. for the basketball dodgeball. Teams. Yeah, the dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's only three of us left. <laughs> That's like, I'm definitely hitting him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, coming for him. <laughs> oh, dude. I was like, th- thankfully, I've always been like fairly athletic, so you get picked. But it's like, I also, if someone didn't pick me like in the first two or three picks, like. I'm coming on. for you. Coming for you. It's, like, it's also like, so say you get zero picks, right? Or nobody picks you. Like the competitive side comes out and you're like, I'm going to prove all these fuckers wrong and I'm going to try even harder. Oh, you yeah. Know? So it might work out in somebody's favor, right? Dude, it might. And just dominate. Yeah, give them, give them a little bit of a... <laughs> you, know, you know who Cameron Haynes is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like a bow hunter and stuff like that. But he has this shirt that says, like, my haters fuel me. Yeah. So he does. Yeah, fueled it's by like, haters' tears yeah, or whatever or something. Yeah, somebody fucking, do, like, Those he does. Just, like, he loves proving people wrong. Just, like, eh, you think That's I'm this? Shit. I'm going to grind through it. Like, I'm going to go shit. ahead and show you. That's, I I think that's, like, one of the most enjoyable things in the world is sucking at something a little bit. It's like, dude, I like it. I like sucking at something new. Like, it's... yeah. Or it's feeling on. that like stress and like anxiety, You're like this could all go so bad so quickly. Like it's just like, something I've kind of been I've been playing a couple of rounds of golf this last month, and I just want to take a second to tell you about Barrier Box. First of all, we owe Barrier Box a huge thank you for being one of the first ones to jump on and support what we're doing here with the podcast. If you haven't heard about Barrier Box, it's a bi-monthly box that comes to your door, and it's filled with goods, kind of like the Chewy Box of your dogs but this one's not filled with crap. She gets advice from the top guys of the industry and puts together a box with a theme. They aren't just a bunch of random items. They always have something where like some pieces of bar stock to practice for an upcoming contest with the punch or the fuller that you can use and fits that shoe. It's a great deal. She also throws in items that you wouldn't think of like good soaps, things to take care of yourself, make your truck smell good. Get on Barrier Box and use code BRAINS to check out, and you're going to get 25% off your first box. When we're talking to Hooter, you're like, I don't know what you guys are even talking about, you know? <laughs> and, uh, dude, golf is like one of those games, like highs and lows. Like, you'll hit like a super great shot, and you come up, and then you hit a shitter, and you're like, motherfucker, I hate this game. And, and is it something like, great? <laughs> you're like, like, is it, do you think that it's like you just haven't been doing it long enough that you're like, what the fuck? Why was that one shot so good? And why was this shot so shitty? Like, yeah, that's part of it. Like, I mean, I don't play super regular, so it's not like our careers are like uh, with shoeing horses and stuff. Like, we do that on a regular basis. So there's like, you can well, always you know have exactly. constant, yeah, you can have constant uh, room for improvement because you're working on it every day. Whereas, like, golf for me, it's like a hobby. Like, if I go play today or go play tomorrow, I'll be like, hell yeah, I'm out there playing but I probably might not play for another couple of weeks or in oh, this yeah. case, like the last time I played was like two years ago. So it's like, oh, shit. you know, so I don't know. That's but, a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's, fun. that's been the dog hunting for me is like anything could happen when you let the dog go. Like, Oh yeah. He, he could leave really far away. And like, it's always just, something you, that's like, you lose your dog. <laughs> yeah. That's something that's like tripped me out about like dog, like hunting or whatever and using dogs. It's like, what if your dog just decides to like lose it and he's just gone? 
Like you're putting a lot of like faith and well, trust in him. Every time you, you dude, know? every time I drop them off, like I, I pet the shit out of them on the back of the box before I put them on the road. Cause it's yeah. Like, might Please be come a couple days me. before I see you again. <laughs> Please <laughs> like come back to me. <laughs> he, my, the dog I have, Sile, is really good about coming back. He's, is he? he? Yeah. I mean, dude, there's times, like, the other day, he's 900 yards away from the road in the woods, just trailing, you know, and heading away. Shit. Like, and there's times they go farther than that. Like, and it's like, I'm new, that's where, like, I'm new enough at it. It's like constant anxiety of, like, what's happening out there. I mean, he's chasing dangerous Animal. game yeah, yeah that's what he, he's after predators and so it's like i'm still got the anxiety of it of like what's happening you can't see what's yeah. happening it's the unknown and like complete unknown you're trusting the dog that he's on something that he's supposed to be on and that he's gonna keep doing the job and that he's gonna and also you're trusting these electronics yeah like dude cell Hopefully phones a battery and shit like doesn't that. die dude just <laughs> drop them just drop them like all of a sudden you got a question mark where your dog was at one time yeah, and you're like, and they only go so far. Like, that's I just bought this in, new antenna. This hopefully gets me like nine miles of seeing. Holy them. shit! Yeah, because the one I have right now is only about a mile and a half, and then you'll drop. He'll you don't have them anymore. Oh, damn! And but it's that's funny. Like I go with this older guy, like my mentor in it, and mm-hmm. he's he's been doing this forever, and so it's just there's no anxiety really from him. Yeah, like dude. His dog was a mile and a half away from us, or a little. It was like one point nine miles, and we lost contact with him. Wow! And it was really we were snowed out, and he's just like, "Well, I'll go back to the house, grab the side by side, and come back up here and try to get him." And I was just like, <laughs> "Back to the house, be- dude. We're like an hour away from the house." He's like, "He's gonna be really." Two, he's like, "He's gonna be up here for two hours by himself," and he's like, "Yeah, he'll come back." He's like, "Everybody, just take a piss over here, and he'll probably be right there." Oh, and dude, so we left. <laughs> we all leave, dude. Elvis is just still tracking, and we come back. Like I get back to service, and I wait a couple hours. And I'm sending a message like, "Hey, do you ever find the dog?" He's like, "Yeah, he's laying down by the piss spot. He's no shit. He's right there." It's like he has trust. Trust. Yeah, in the most these dogs are like pretty genetically bred to do this. You know, like it's, it's like a pretty tight breeding. And like, yeah. especially around here is like, they're just, these are West coast cat dogs. They are made to run this terrain and chase cats. Like they want to do that coming out of the womb. They are, yeah. that's what they want. And so a lot of them backtrack their selves. They lose the track and don't have any, they'll just turn around and they smell so good. They just smell themselves back all the way to the road. That's so crazy. That's it's so a, crazy. It's the most wild thing <laughs> ever to watch like, that thing. Like dude, there's no way in hell I could let meg do that (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean there's no way in hell meg is gonna be she ain't backtracking shit dude no she's gonna get to where she's at on lost and then she's just that's it (laughs) lay down and die (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's gonna be it she's gonna be cat meat (laughs) you know that's been my favorite like i that's i like sucking at something so it's been fun of like you just never know what's gonna happen and it's like Forging's the same way. That's why I like competitions. Like you don't, you practice so much, and anything can happen on that day. And that's kind of the same as like when you talked about your mentor with the the, do- the dogs. Like he has put in so much work with his dogs and training, so he just trusts us, trusts the process. Yeah. Whereas like it can out. translate they can, they for us back. going to horseshoeing competitions. Like you practice so much through the years, like you get to a point where you just trust the process. Like I put Dude. this work in, and it's gonna help me. Yep, and that's what is kind of cool is like there are some young guys that were doing good, like Dylan did pretty good, but it's like 
Matt Randall's been doing this for quite a while. Yeah. Like, he's a seasoned competitor. Yeah. That's I, I, I hope we can try to get him on and pick his brain on and how he went about because I, I feel like it was very, very detailed plan. Of like, we'll have to get a, uh, a mic over to the UK and then start yeah. shipping it around. Get that cha- get that ring going <laughs> over yeah. there. So I know we have quite a bit of uh, listeners over there in the UK. So yeah, we'll uh, probably need some help from some of the listeners too. Like if you guys are in the UK or even the U- US and you want to hear some guys that over there that we may not necessarily know personally or whatever, and just let us know. Yeah, but there's there's a chunk of it. It'd be cool to hear from from Matt, you know, because like, and how I thought it was so cool of like. His dad made that badass trophy. Oh, dude, that thing was sick. Not even knowing that his kid was going to win it. <laughs> so it's coming back. How cool is that? Like, I yeah. thought, I was like, dude, that is so freaking cool. That was badass. That his dad put all these hours into this thing, and it and goes to, to his kid. It. Yeah. Like, and he did, and that's not what he made it, it for. He made it just no. for whoever's going to win it, win it. And it's like, but his kid won it. Could have went all the way to, across the world. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, I think it's Mike Randall's. Yeah, Mike. I'm yeah. pretty sure Mike was there with him. Oh, so was he? he? Got, yeah, I'm pretty sure he got to watch the competition. And so, man, what a what a moment for a dad of like a second generation barrier son. All right, they might be more than that, but it's like your son that's followed in your footsteps, and you get to watch him just go out there and just put it down. Like, so I don't really know good Matt. Work. I think I've only met him once, and it was in Vegas. Uh, 2016 or something it was quite a long time ago um i wonder if he was there when calgary was going on however long ago it was like 10 years ago yeah it'd be interesting to know guess we'll have to uh try to get him on the line yeah i I met him i think at the same time as that and then i met his dad at stonely when we went over it was oh yeah they like that stonely place is pretty cool right because it's like outside they have a couple power hammers and stuff and like people putting on demos oh, it's the stonely it. deal yeah and like his mike was there making a damascus dagger oh shit he was outside just running the power hammer and stuff and like it was kind of cool the, there really wasn't anybody like when i came by he was kind of like a random moment and there was just like nobody watching you know it's like <laughs> there's this awesome thing happening right here <laughs> like, yeah this guy's out here just making magic and you guys Actually, are over I'm... there at the glue on shoe booth <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now, uh, and I, I was kind of thinking it was pretty cool how, like, over there in the UK, um, how, like, they say Stonely, they have, like, a facility there for the contest to happen every year. Mm-hmm. Like, it has all the forges, anvils, ties, you know, like, we don't really have something like that here in the U.S., and Yet. from what I gathered, uh, Craig said he's building himself a headquarters there at, at his place, and it'll probably be something similar to kind of, like, what they got going on over there. Dude, I'd be so excited. Yeah. So excited if we have a, a home. Yeah. Right now we're kind of gypsies. Like I, th- you know what I mean. Like <laughs> when I explain it to people, I'm like, so we're kind of like the carnival. <laughs> like, there's this big semi that everybody follows around. <laughs> yeah. Big old tent that just pops like, up. We are the most random bunch of rednecks that like <laughs> no random big cities and the good restaurants in them and like the night <laughs> we've like traveled around enough that we have and this. Craig's like, the ringleader, <laughs> dude. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of cool though because like without the WCB, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have traveled to any of these places. No. Any of these. no, it sent us across the world. 
Dude, all over the place. When someone brings up a random state, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've, I've been there. Oh, that's where so-and-so lives. Yeah. So. It's like, yeah. I, I know a horseshoe right there. Like, yeah. Have you been <laughs> to this buddy re- there? Have you been to this restaurant? Really good. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's magic. Like like, people look at you a little bit differently. They're like, there's this country-ass dude. They're just like. <laughs> He's a rambling man. You've been traveling. You've <laughs> just been traveling. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty cool. No, it's like, it's crazy to think where horseshoeing can take you if you just let it a little bit. Like, you just got to go. You could do one of these things. That's something that just blows my mind. When you meet somebody, like, say in your area that uh, has never been to a horseshoeing competition or knows that these things go on where, you know, where we are, like, yes, we have traveled quite a bit for contests where these people are in this area and this is all they know it's just this little i don't know county i guess and like that is their world when there's so much more it just blows my mind when you meet somebody that knows nothing about what actually is way out there in the big Dude. wide world and it's it's I, I bet it's for you too and a lot of other guys that travel it changes you not just how you like shoe and stuff like that it's your life yeah. you're like whoa this is how the I, you know i was talking to this guy and this is how they run their day like this is what yeah. he does every day this is where they go. Like this is how they shop. This is how they like have their house. This is how he has their shop. Like it's so you learn so much about just day to day life that you're like you know, and you you like you learn what else like you're saying what else is out there to the point where you're like I don't like where I currently live. I just thought it was the normal. I thought everybody was like this and everywhere. <laughs> and then you get somewhere else and you're like, there's different things. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna move to one of those places that have the different things. Oh yeah, because that's what I want. Like, yeah, it, it was a huge wake up for me. I grew up in such a ghetto freaking area of like it was like country kids and everything else. But like, I grew up thinking everybody fought. It's like if you had a fighting, yeah, like that that was just like I thought that was so normal growing up. That it's like <laughs> if you have a difference, and you never talk shit, you don't do any of that. You go up and you fight, you fight, and it's, it's over with. Imagine if things were like that still today, like everywhere. And like, oh, that's the thing. It always can be. <laughs> people can need be. to people need to remember that. Nowadays, <laughs> everybody's just keyboard warriors, and everybody's big bad tough guy. But when oh, it comes man. down to it, no. Says that I. that just like didn't exist. Like there was like I hate to say like there was a pecking order when you're yeah. and like because everybody here, you're like, well, you might not want to speak up because that dude can beat the shit out of you. Yeah, and it's gonna hurt. <laughs> like, so you just stay quiet. <laughs> there was a time i don't know probably like 10 years ago or whatever where i was young immature and i would pipe off and say some things and i look back at that and i'm like man i was a dummy like i'm a little guy i'm not a fighter <laughs> yeah. like i could have just been killed many a times like <laughs> oh dude i i i learned that lesson when i think i was 11 or 12 is yeah. this little kid we were at like this dance thing you know and like this little kid that I kind of knew through some other people was there getting picked on by some other kids. And like, he was like, Hey, aren't you going to stand up for me? I'm like, no. And I kind of made fun of him back. Oh shit. Dude. Two days later, we were walking at this like park deal and he walked up with this huge older, like older friend. And that guy's like, straight up at he's like take care of him he's like did you not stand up for him and then make fun of him and i was like well you know and like as i was making an excuse out of my mouth boom just on my back just like like right then i was like today i was like you know you might want to either stand up for people or just excuse yourself (laughs) just like hey this is none of my business i'm gonna kind of pipe off i'm gonna go back here man i'm definitely not gonna add on top of you 
or there's a big lesson in that. Stand up for people. <laughs> Definitely a big lesson in that. No, yeah, <laughs> but that all said, I don't necessarily want my child to grow up in that same environment. <laughs> like True. I would rather grow up in a place where people aren't there isn't so much violence and people. That's how people handle things. Like you can yeah. talk things out. It's okay. Like, it's a matter it's a, of respect, and I think uh, respect just kind of gets thrown out the window these days. Like. I think there's so much lack of oh yeah just in the world itself like it's kind of sad because oh, really. it is it is like it's you can stay behind your little wall so much you know what i mean and just on the internet and act like you just know everything it's it's easy we can we can take pictures from whatever angles we want you know yeah people <laughs> see things but it's like then yeah. in reality it's just like a horseshoe contest you know you, there's a difference between making shoes on the internet and having a good looking shoe on the internet and then yeah. going to a competition and have a good looking shoe as money said, you got to step into the ring. You have to, man. If you're going to go blabbing your mouth on some stuff, you, you have to do it. And it's also, it's like, it's, this is something I've been thinking of for the last like week. I get a lot of messages. And so like, if you think this is you, like, trust me, there's not just one of you. There is 10, 15 of you that send me messages of these shoes that you're like, well, how does this one look? How does this one look? How does this one look? And it's like, uh, and I'll help. I, I'm happy to help. And I'm happy to give little key things, you know, like, well, work on this a little bit. All right. You know, they see this consistently in your shoes. Mm -hmm. Try to work on that. Where we see guys, and I, I love using Troy as an example, but tr we see guys like Troy. It's like, man, he did this in three years. It's unbelievable. What you, it is, but it's not. Because what you need to understand about Troy is that he made more shoes in those three years than a lot of people have made in 15. Yeah, it's on, yeah. That's why Troy is so good. Troy's not like I. I don't want to throw out like he is smart, he is mm -hmm. athletic, and he. But he also runs and takes that seriously. He works out for his cardio mm -hmm. so he can run through a class like that and make us that many shoes. He is practiced. His endurance is there to stay cognitive through the whole entire shoe. That is that is huge. And so it's like you, you can, to make a good shoe. Whether it would be a French Hind Roadster bar shoe. You have to make thousands. Yeah. Thousands. It's not going to happen after just one. It, it, it was something that I had to come around. It was like, man, I would make one in a day. And you're like, oh, okay. Here. And it's like, no, you got to make fucking four of those things. And more or less, like, if you made a mistake, you have to make another one. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I can't. You're yeah. like, I, make, cut another damn piece. Do it That's again. John basically said last week. You know, he's like, you got to make a lot of shoes, but then you got to start thinking with your brain and practicing with your brain. And yeah, you have to make a lot, but you don't have to go uh, full retard and make thousands, or you don't have to go like balls to the wall and just until your elbow hurts so much. But you no, gotta do no, it you got to practice smart. You got to practice smart, but it's like, you, there is no shortcut. No. There, it's just, that's my favorite part of horseshoeing is there's zero zero shortcut and no one can do it for you you can't buy your way into the top you can't even be born into it man it's no. like like Bodhi is good because he's because he's Bodhi and he's good he's doing the work yeah it's not like yeah it's cool his dad's Craig and that had like he had a good opportunity to get help but it's like mm -hmm. he's got the same opportunities all the rest of us got yeah all the rest of us can call those same people that he's got help from, and they would give us help too. And it's like, but he has put in the fucking time to be good. Yeah. To to make all those shoes. Like, I don't, I don't know. I know that's like a little bit of a rant on it, but it's like, man, don't, don't. And it's not even a rant, but like, 
understand there's a process. Mm-hmm. Understand you're not magically one day going to make a sweet shoe. You, you ha- might. You might. <laughs> Something might maybe, click in the brain. <laughs> maybe one. Maybe yeah. one. But it's like to understand what's fully happening. Like John's saying, like if you got you keep on getting folds in front of your caulking, man, you got to go back out. to the drawing board. And you got to figure out why. And like that's where like cutting it back to like that's one of the main reasons I want to do a clinics the way I want to do them is like teaching procedures is so you understand what happened there. You're mm-hmm. not just like, well, I, this keeps happening, so I just keep doing it. You know, <laughs> maybe one of, of these times it's not going to happen. Like, it's yeah. like... I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah with your Calkins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I don't know why he's always come out <laughs> looking exactly the same, dude. And hopefully it gets better. <laughs> I'm that bad about, funny. like, breaking that down. <laughs> but it's funny, but you'll pick up on things that are just, like, right there, like, that I'm, like, over-theorizing. You know, yeah. I'm like, well, I think this and this. You're like, no, I think it's just like this, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is pretty I'm simple. not real big on, like, getting so in-depth with things, too. You know, like, like you like to, like, figure well, everything know, out down to the fine detail. I have like, to know the why. Like, yeah, why it's happening. I'm not necessarily, I don't know, it's some, just in one ear, out the other sometimes with that. But, yeah. No, and that's, like, but you've learned that about yourself through practice. Yeah, of to like understand, understand yeah. it, you know, where I think a lot of these guys don't even understand their own brain yet or where they're at, you know, and I think like, man, that's half of it. And the only way I think to get there is just practice it. It's like it, you, you get help from it. Yeah. And it's like you're, you're, you're putting out the effort. And so it's like it's always a hard thing when you are putting out some effort and someone comes along and is like, oh, you just need more effort. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm already doing it. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, that hit me in my hunting life where I thought I was hunting hard and stuff. And guys like, oh, no, you just got to work harder. <laughs> and it's like, like, fuck, I am work working harder? hard. <laughs> work harder? It's like, oh, damn. I'm it's already like, busting my ass. And you start working a little harder and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that is that does work out. Yeah. Like, Well, maybe you said you got a bunch of these guys. I send you a picture of the shoes. Uh Get send them back over to the uh, the forging brains, and we'll do a pregame funk episode again. Yeah, we should do this more of that. We haven't done that in a while. Where like you want to send some shoes, things you're working on, stuff like that. We'll kind of if we get a lot of them, uh, if we get a good group, then we'll put together and do an episode. That and like try to maybe even think of questions like this happens to me in my practice. Why not partic- not one particular shoe of like this goes on a lot when I'm punching nail holes. Yeah. Why do I have that problem? You know, yeah. like it, it, sometimes it can be simple little things, man. It's like I used to punch nail holes really fine, and it was yeah. until somebody like you try punching them across your body. I'm like, well, no, pulled it in, and it, yeah, <laughs> as soon as I did it, I was like, well, those went coarser. Okay, <laughs> like I'm not yeah. gonna fight. Like, and that's one thing too. It's like don't fight something in your practice just because you think it's not correct. Because yeah, I wasn't punching across body things. just because one I one dude says like. People who punch across body can never be good. You know, it's like, well, they all just won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will always punch over here. And it's like, yeah. well, it doesn't matter what the fuck you look like or how you got there. If the shoe gets turned in, it has good nail holes down the middle. Yeah. That's the one that's going to do well. <laughs> yeah. The process does. Well, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to look pretty the way you're doing it or flashy or whatever, but what ends up in the end is what counts. I think, dude, a lot of people get screwed up with that. They watch, they watch a dude like Money or something like that and they watch how he swings and they're like I want to swing like money <laughs> yeah it's, it, like, it's pretty awesome 
you're like, yeah, money's got a badass swing and he's coming from God's back porch, but it's like, he also has this little thing called control. Dude, yeah, it's so precise. Like, And it's so it's like, you might want to work on the control part before you work on coming from God's back porch part. Something that I admire, <laughs> actually, like, when watching him is he still will come all the way back and just barely tap it, you know, versus, like, just coming at it and whipping on it. Like, he can still go all the way back and then yep. just lightly tap it you know with finesse and like that's no he reminds me of like a power hammer where he like he's still coming with that full swing but it's just a just a kiss you know just a little a little love tap but he he is a dude it's like people watch his arm you might want to watch the rest of his form yeah the body dude's dropping with his hammer he's bent in the hips he's not just like crunched Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of he's got a lot of good things going obviously he's yeah handy as hell but it's like don't don't watch somebody and think well i'm just gonna get there by swinging like he does no like man that that takes a lot of slow play work to get there of like tom p tom peterson's kind of the same way watching him like he can come all the way back and then just yeah he's got so much precision there as well dude yeah and it kind of take into consideration body like shapes and how you're built like yeah. if, if you're a short squatty guy or something, it's like if you're a Todd Walker, yeah, you you might not be swinging like Bodie. Like no, <laughs> you have way two way different bodies. So it's like how it's gonna go. You can still deliver the same amount of power. Yeah, but it's just gonna have to come about a different direction, a different way. And Stan's probably not gonna be whipping it way back there either. Like he's just muscle. <laughs> dude, dude is muscle. Is muscle it's badass. So it's kind of crazy too to think of like how much in just a year, like just changes too. It's like we've been, when we first started this, we were going to competitions quite a bit and doing the team. Yeah. And right now it's just like lately it's just been, <clears throat> we haven't had a competition really on the board to, to go us, to, yeah. not for us. And we haven't been doing the team deal. We kind of took a break from everybody. Took a break from the team deal. I think we mm-hmm. did that for two years. With yeah, I did. You guys did, yeah. Yep. And so we were kind of just ready for a break to do something else. And it was, I was pretty. I'm pretty ready to go to some individual competitions. Yeah, and uh, you have to prepare yourself. You know, when you you have to commit, right? It's yeah. commitment. And that's where the team deal's hard. Is you got to travel to each other a lot. Yeah. So it's like you can practice every night in your shop by yourself, but sooner or later you guys got to start putting them together. Yeah. And, doing it. and having your partners look at your work. Because you have and to so jive. Like, yep. Jive together. Yep. So that, that's pretty hard, but we did, we had that organ contest yep. with, with Ben, well, Ben yep. Yeager. So Quick that was a pretty fun one. one. Yeah. It was, it was a, just your normal local well, contest. Well, the Foz one's coming up here in the next week or two is too yeah well. that's gonna be a cool one you guys got craig yeah i haven't built a single shoe for it <laughs> awesome awesome you got uh, that going for you no, i already I saw i already saw troy practicing so that's good oh, of course <laughs> <laughs> actually to be honest my coke forge is still in the back of my truck is it really from oregon mm-hmm. <laughs> i haven't even unloaded it yet boy howdy yeah <laughs> boy, yeah howdy. I've really been slacking on that department. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's hard, dude. It's like, especially for you right now, of like your shop setup's not at your house. It's not ideal, you know, so. No, so it's hard to like, it's one more, 
one more step that you got to drive down the road. Drive a mile out there to go do it. It is, yeah. It is one of those things. So there will come a time where I'll saddle back up and put the yeah. effort forward. Are you are you signed up for Fort Worth? I want to take a moment to tell you guys about Wellshod. And not just that they carry every item you can think of from every brand, including from the little guys. You can get some Adam Farr punches, some Ben Sneer hammers. They pretty much got it all in the hard-to-beat $10 shipping. But I also want to take a moment to talk about John himself. You see the Wellshod name at pretty much every single contest that you go to. And not only that, you see John himself there supporting what we do and investing his time. Like John's even jumped in the competition in his ring himself at some of the WCB contests. That speaks huge to me. And it also speaks huge that John wanted to support what we're doing with the podcast. They've agreed that if you guys use Brains at checkout, they're going to put a little mystery item in the box for you. So go ahead and support them, what they're doing, and it helps support us. Because in all, we're all just one community. Uh, not yet. Not yet? De- debating. I'm debating. Are you? Why? Yeah. You don't debate it. Just go. Just go. <laughs> I know. They're probably, we'll see. I'm on the we'll wait see. list. Yeah. That's a, it's a, yeah. It's a new thing, new world we're living in where I'm like, on, on a wait, wait list. list. <laughs> on a wait list, man. It's awesome, yeah. but it's like, uh, I'm practicing, just hoping... I'm got gonna to. go. I'm yeah, if you're on a wait list, you got to practice. Yeah, I'm gonna go and buy my plane ticket and everything. I figured nothing else. I could go you can and do some cancel. podcasts with people. Yeah. Well, I'll go either way. I'm just gonna get a oh, hotel yeah? room and stuff and just just go. All right. I guess. I don't know. I say that I can always go and strike for people. Yeah. So I'll, I'll at least uh, get to work some. I'll think about that as well. Take that in consideration. I thought for some reason I thought you were already signed up, so I figured like, oh, well, if nothing else, me and Gavin can just get a room and. Go do I was some, on the board some to, reporting. Uh, to do it, but I haven't pulled the trigger. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to pull it and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, well, it'd be a cool deal. It's in Fort Worth. I've never been to Fort Worth for the contest. I haven't been for the contest. I mean, I I've been there. there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. been to the contest deal in Fort Worth. And so WCB is one of those things where like you kind of like... That's well, how the crazy the thing is, like, is, is. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember Sheridan? Do you remember this? It's like, so I want to be able to go and say I've well, been to Fort Worth. So I guess every time they've gone to Fort Worth, some major catastrophe weather deal has happened. So it makes me wonder, like, what's going to happen this year? <laughs> Probably something cool. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> think about that. How many people always talk about the ice storm? Yeah, exactly. Dude, ice everybody talks Fort about Worth. the ice storm before. Like, so it makes me wonder what's so, going to happen. Cool. Let's go see what happens. <laughs> well, the question, question I was kind of thinking about asking you is, so I remember the day I was over at your place last year and we were making hammers and you came up to me and you're like, dude, I got this idea of something we should do. And you're like, we should start a podcast. And I was like, dude, I was thinking the same thing. And so the thing that I was kind of wondering is like, in your mind, what were your expectations and what has reality been? You know, what expect- expectations did you have and then what has reality done to make you think about that as well? So I'm probably one of the worst businessmen in the world. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not the greatest either. <laughs> like, and it's, it's funny to think, it's like, I own a business. This is pretty yeah. good. It's like, I have a, a, like, and like, in my mind, I'm horrible at social media. And I have a, I have a decent social media following where it's uh-huh. like, it's, it's kind of a funny deal. So like, 
I am so, like, it's my ADHD, you know, type deal of, like, I'm just like, this is a good idea. I've had this idea for a little bit. Let's just try Mm -hmm. it out. Fuck it. Let's just do it. I mean, I just, I jump into things. And so it's, I had already been thinking, like, oh, like, there's a fairier podcast out there, right? Mm -hmm. And they're, they're cool. They're, they're just a different deal of what my, like, my experiences had been of talking to guys. Yeah. And so it was. Yeah, I don't it just yeah, a little bit different vibes. I mean it's like the you go to these contests all these times or you you like like that weekend. You had friends over and we're talking about everything, we're talking about shoeing, we're talking about this and that, and it's like, man, people would probably like to listen to this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like and that's our whole like when we're at contests, you're hearing stories about old contests and everything. It's like or how like things that happen in their shoe and business or their life. And it's like so that was really like my first thought was like that would be great to do. And I already had a thought of doing it, but it was just like I just didn't think I could do it by myself. I was like, I, I can't do this alone. Yeah. I know nothing about computers. I know nothing about editing. And I know nothing about like keeping conversations going all the time. <laughs> and like of having my like like I need somebody else to be in that the was conversation as well. The exact same out. thoughts going through my head before as well. Yeah, and so you're like, Well, let's just start this thing. I'm like like we're hanging out there's like, Gavin, why didn't I think of Gavin? Like we're close. We've been We've been buddies since the beginning of our shoeing, beginning of our shoeing, yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of we're in the same crowds all the time and everything. It's like we're the same age, pretty much. A lot of things things happening, and like, but at the same time, different. Yeah, like we're still different people have different views same, on same, things. Same but different. Yeah, same, same but different. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, though I just I was like, man, this would be a good person to do it with, and I knew, knew that mm-hmm. you weren't just gonna like random like it's also hard is you like you you team up with somebody of the fact of like you don't want them to randomly just disappear of like well can't do it anymore you know I'm fucking yeah. flake just a freight flake where i'm like well i don't think gavin's gonna flake on me so that's a, like another pro it's like I'm so a just dedicated kind of person <laughs> and like this sounds like i like was a formulated plan in my head but it's like this happened in 10 minutes of me taking a piss inside <laughs> where I like, came back out and I was like, let's do this. We should do a podcast, man. It's like, yeah. And it's so, yeah. I don't like my expectations of starting it. I thought we were going to suck way longer. <laughs> I really did. I was like, it's going to be a year of shitty sound. And here we are a year later. And our sound still isn't great. Sound. But it's like, like, no, I think our, moments. Sound, our sound's pretty good. But it's like, I thought it was going to be. The first year is going to be such a freaking grind and barely anybody was going to listen to it. And I was yep. just aware of that. I don't know. Starting, I was just like, yeah, we'll probably have like 10 listeners. Yep. You know, just our buddies. And that'll be kind of cool. And like, think of like how cool it would be if we could get some some people involved with it a little bit. It's like, I don't, it's hard to say. It's just like me going back to saying that I'm a bad businessman. I never think of money. Like, I, it, it drives Chelsea fucking nuts. Because yeah. I'm just like, it'll just work out. Things have a weird... Like, you you probably are sick of me saying it sometimes. Like, man, it's just... We just do it. And, like, somehow someone shows up and is like, hey, <laughs> let me help you guys. Because yeah. it is, like... It, this Like, we're going back to, like, this isn't that easy. Like, this is hard. It is a, a chunk of our time. Mm-hmm. We have invested a good chunk of money and equipment. 
yeah. to get that good sound. <laughs> I have to literally drive 15 minutes one way each time we do this, and I park on the side of the road. Like I had to put a whole inverter system in my trailer <laughs> so I have power here, so we can like do this in the shoeing rig. It's like none of this is cheap and easy, so it is like a. But I, I don't. I'm pretty okay with dumping money at things that I think that'll somehow work out some way. And mm-hmm. also, I was just thinking of like, I already was donating so many hammers and stuff to the Farrier World. I was like, this is my way of donating to the Farrier World to get people to hear these people's story. Because if not, yeah. they just might not ever be. Like, I think how cool that is of like, man, John McNerney's kids one day can, you know, if dad dies and they want to hear a story about him, they could go back and listen to our podcast. And that's yeah. that's down in time. The memory. That's a memory, man. That's huge. Like I think that's so cool that we have that down in history for farriers, you know, and like that they can go. So I did think it was like, oh, this. It doesn't really matter about the money. I just want to make this contribution to the farrier world, and I think it's good, and it gets our trade out in front of people, and everything. Like anybody can listen to it, and they get a little bit of insight of what's out there and what's happening, how these guys live their freaking life, man. That's something people have told us. Like, I had no idea. Thanks for sharing that or, you know, putting that yeah. out there for us, you know. And so I think that was my, my first, when we were starting it, that was kind of where I was at. And now it's like, we are, let me get, like, we are making money at this deal. <laughs> like, that's for sure. But we have people behind us a little bit and helping yeah. us out. So we have awesome sponsors right now of Barrier Box. We have the World Championships of Blacksmiths. And we have well shot of, like, that is... I could almost care less how if they give us any money. They're just them saying that they want to help us out and ask to help us is like huge. Be a part of it. Huge. And that people listen to this. Yeah. It's, we got to d- thank you guys for listening. It's huge. Thank you, Elizabeth. But it's like that is like the reality of what it turned into. I, I It's bigger than I thought it was going to be. Like yeah. I know we aren't no Joe Rogan or anything, but no, we not yet. <laughs> but it's like how freaking cool it was. Like I think the Winter Clinic was one of the first things that we went to that was like a bigger deal, and it was yeah. like everywhere we went, people were saying thank you for the podcast, and mm-hmm. that they love listening to it, and they'd tell us like, oh, I really like this one. I really love yeah. it when you guys do this. That was <clears throat> so freaking cool, but it was also a reminder. That you're like, people are depending on us. Yeah. Yeah, some people would be like, are you guys don't, you're not putting out an episode this week? And it's like, oh shit, well, something's messed up with the computer, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, dude, it's it's hard. Because you're like, now, because in reality, we're a lonely bunch. Oh yeah. We're driving yeah. around in our rigs by ourselves all the time. So it's like, mm-hmm. we are now a friend in the truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like in a little boost. I listen back to these episodes and I get a boost of enthusiasm. You know, I remember actually we were I think we were at the Winter Clinic and Stan had come up to us and he said they were uh, driving down the road. He had his wife with him and I think he said they were listening to Daniel Jones and she I don't think she had met him Daniel yet. And they were like listening. She's like, "Is this Daniel Jones? Like, this is Daniel Jones?" And then they met him. And they're like, "Oh, we were just listening to you." And I felt like I was just in the room with you. And uh, so that That's was kind of cool. cool. You know? No, I, I, <clears throat> and I hope that like people that haven't met these guys yet, because it's it's easy to see them on this on the pedestal where you're like, 
man, Bodie is so freaking good. And he's just like, I, I don't like, and he's got a guy that's not sharing a lot on Instagram. So it's like, or anything. So it's like, I don't even know how he makes this work, you know, or how like, yeah. you, they just seem like untouchables, you know, like movie stars. Mm-hmm. But then you listen to him and you're like, he's just working. Yeah. He's just shooing horses and practicing. Doing and like, do, and doing it like, he's just another dude. So now you're like, you feel like you can approach him when you meet him, and you feel like you could possibly do that as well. It's yeah. not an unheard like. Yeah, I I think it is like, but it is a a little bit of a not. I don't say a weight, but it's a. Re, I take it more of as a responsibility now for us to do this. Yeah, we're like I agree. We started it. Now <laughs> we have to keep giving, keep the ball rolling, keep the ball rolling, and keep giving this to our trade. That keep these getting these stories down and keep getting people to meet each other and growing our community around it. Like, it it is a responsibility and just be that, like, be a friend to the to our listeners. Yeah. Like that you're if you're dedicated to listen, we I feel like we should be dedicated to getting that, like stories out to you and 100%. keep that keep that community keep that relationship going. You know, so like, yeah, I do think it's a mental health deal. Like, hey, I. I I don't know. I hate saying that of like, oh, I hate the depression card has been pulled pretty heavy. Every all that like people have sad days, right? But yeah. if you're having a sad bad day in the truck, man, this thing might pick you up. Yeah. So it is. A, it is a little bit of like, it's a little mental health deal. I think it's good for us. Yeah, make you realize it's not really all so bad. Like, you know, everybody has a tough day. Yep. No, I think of like come back to your question of like, man, of where what it turned into turned into something bigger than I thought it was going to be so faster. I knew it could be this, but it's like, I didn't think it was going to happen right away. Right. And it did. It, it felt like three, four months in that we were like, <laughs> well, this is a lot and we got to keep off to the races. And a lot of it too, is that we, these people that we've interviewed are just all their friends. Yeah. And so it's been easy to connect with them, but also I, every once in a while I take a step back and like our friends are some are the top competitors and top people in the horseshoeing industry. And we're just very, very lucky. They have also agreed to help us out. And it's like, I think that we owe it to a lot of our listeners or not our listeners of like our guests of why this has grown so big, so quick. That was kind of like one worry that I had before we started. This was like, hopefully we can get guests to do it with us. And I was worried like, you know, because those things kind of go hand in hand. It's like you have to have good guests in order to get listeners, and you have to have listeners to get good guests. You know, so yeah. that was kind of like the thing. I was like, man, I hope people like want to do it, especially when it's first starting out, and you have nothing. You know, you have like two episodes out, and yeah. nobody knows whatever. So, gotta say, a big thing. Like Robert Jukes was our first one on, right? Yeah, yeah. And he stepped up and he killed it. And so, you know how cool. hard it would be, like. <clears throat> the reality is a lot of some of our guys that we're going to have on are older guys that are not computer guys. Yeah. yeah. So having dudes like freaking Tom Willoughby be willing to figure out how to get on a computer and make time to talk to us. Yeah. Awesome. It's huge. So was, cool. Yeah. That what was about my you? Biggest worry. Well, that was just kind of like my biggest worry was like, hopefully we can get guests. And then I was really impressed with everybody that was willing to jump on there with us. And I remember the conversation like when I first texted Robert and he's like, sure, mate, I'd love to get on board and support what you guys got going on. And I was like, hell yeah, that's cool. And 
you know, from there, a lot of the guests that we have on, we have had on were like, man, I love listening to this show, and they're willing to do it with us, and I think that's like something that's super cool. And I didn't necessarily expect that right away. Like I thought it was going to be quite a bit of a struggle to try and get people on, and everybody's just like stoked to be on and you know do it with us. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at, and I hope it keeps growing. You know, that's something that I like and keep seeing things get better and better. And like, so that's kind of where I stand with it. It's it's hard too, right? Because it's like, as far as growth, this trade's only so big. Yeah. It is a very, it is a very niche podcast. Mm -hmm. We're a farrier podcast. I mean, like, this is what we've always talked about, like, oh, we could get this guy on. So it kind of like... The one thing about the like our world and the niche market is is like it feels like we could hit this little false summit. You know what I mean? It's like to me, like we have, and it's not as as far as growth really, like because it's like okay, I feel like we have most of that are into competition world and everything like that listening, and I imagine there's even some guys that aren't into the competition world that listen. Just like mm-hmm. a chunk of the farriers are listening. There's only so many farrier podcasts, and. Is like when we first started, I was like, man, how cool would it be if we could have these top companies be with us one day of like, to end me, that's like WCB, Welsh. Oh, yeah. It's like Fairy Box. It's like our friends that have these things going. And it's like, well, bam, here we are. Yeah. Doing they're, it. They're there with us. And it's like, it's like, okay, we got a bunch of listeners. It's like, the cool thing is like, we have a lot more people to talk to. Yeah. It's open doors so many people to talk to and like there's so many good horseshoers out there that we still can talk to so like at that but it's like we have a lot of time left of filming things but it's like to me like i don't think we're gonna like it's hard to say we could get to this where it's like a huge a huge thing i don't i don't know how i put it like uh being a full-time job (laughs) For, the, for that, I don't know if I want that, right? No. Like, I hit that with my Instagram where I'm like, I don't want to deal with companies. Yeah. I Sometimes mean, it's not worth – the juice isn't worth the squeeze. No. Like you got to almost sell out a little bit. And like, that's hey, one thing we're not – like I'm not a sellout. Like I'm not going to support something I don't believe in or like no. get along with or agree I with. I think we've had certain I mean? companies that don't even reach out to us because they already know the answer. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to say, I don't want to say it too much of like, we had one company that sent us a message to ask if they would, we, they could sponsor our deal and they like deleted it before we could <laughs> respond. And they're like, never mind. We listened to a couple episodes. And like, yeah. <laughs> glad you did. Cause it's like, yeah. we aren't going to stop being who we are. And we know we're not like, we're not the PG crowd. And it's like, we aren't, we aren't the company, like, hate to throw it out. It's like, if, you, if you're trying to sell some like glue on shoes, it's like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of our listeners use it, but it's like, we are the podcast that's, we want to push people's skill sets. Yeah. We aren't trying to sell you any products. Trying to strive, strive for greatness in, you know, just the black and white part of the trade. Like yep. the original basics, you know, that's what makes everything better. Yeah, like I, I think like if, if someone is like, well, what is your podcast selling? Be like, we're selling skills, we're Hardly. selling clean, clean lifestyles, like good, yep. clean, good lifestyles, and being a good person. 
Yeah. Is like I, th- I think that's the things that we're trying to hit here. Like that's yep. what all our guests are. If you're not that, probably not gonna have you on other guests. That's just not what we're after. But if right. you're somebody with a good skill set that you earned, if you're somebody that lives a cool life, you know that like is you it's like, and you're just a good person and a good person to the trade. That's who we want to talk to because that's what we want our trade to be. Yeah. So it's like using products is anything after that. If you have a cool, good skill set, I don't think anybody cares if you're using glue on shoes. It's no. the people that get a little bitchy. They're like, "Oh yeah, people get after me about glue on shoes." It's like, yeah, because you don't know the other. Yeah, you don't. You can't. You can't the even nail on a foundation. fit shoe. Yep. So it's like where you, the guy with a really good skill set, if he's using something like that, it's because he has to use it. It's not, you know, it's a necessity. It's not because he lacks in a different department. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's what it's like some podcasts i think those guys make a lot of like money on them because they're selling products to things Mm -hmm. and it's like that's just not what we're here to sell i don't i don't think like we're we're here to sell something that can't be bought completely that's it that's what comes down to so it is it is a, a a hard thing of like there's there's we're in uncharted territory i feel like yeah, and I think that kind of goes for like anybody that starts out on a venture like this. Like it's in, I don't know. You can look at like other uh, sports or whatever. Like there's so many different like platforms, I guess, where uh, the territory is charted. I guess I don't know how you yeah. want it. Like there's, uh, there's plans at work. You know, like plans for success that work in those kind of like you look at ESPN or something. Like they have multiple different routes and streams or whatever that could. Like, this is, like, the recipe, and this is what works. Like, for us, you know, in this trade, like, there's only a few others, and, you know, it's almost like you get directed to, like, one way, but we're trying to figure it out and open it, open the door for so many more people. And, uh, I don't know, just kind of branch out a little bit. and. Hear That's where I would think, like, our, our hope, my hope a little bit with the podcast is, too, with, like, uh, Get people to listen. I think that's probably be a good goal for it. Like that's what I was trying to think. Is like there's not really like a. I think both of us are goal oriented people with deadlines oh, yeah. a little bit of like this is the goal in the yard and this is how we're gonna get there. This is mm-hmm. we're gonna this this is how it's gonna work and it's like if we hit road bumps this is Plan B. This is like we have a map a little bit, where I think a probably a good way a good goal like in my mind right now is to get this podcast of people that aren't farriers. Yeah. And like and and maybe that's on us a little bit too. We need to learn to ask questions in a way that's interesting to people that aren't farriers that doesn't like that I know I get caught up in that is like we use a lot of jargon and stuff like that of like slang terms that other if you aren't a competitive farrier you might not know what the hell we're talking about. Right. And right. so it's like we got to explain it to like somebody that doesn't know, but it'd be pretty cool to get the podcast to more people that aren't farriers so people can start respecting these barriers more and actually that's kind of why like uh when we're talking with guests or whatever like yeah well, i know the answer but they'll all like ask like where it almost sounds like a stupid question yeah it's like i ask sometimes i ask it one maybe i don't know and it is probably a stupid question but it also kind of simplifies it in a way as well so maybe that somebody doesn't understand but so no i think that's a smart thing to do like you have to yeah, I don't mind coming across looking like a dummy. <laughs> well, see, and it's like it's not anything like oh, I don't do it because I think I'm gonna look like a dummy. I just don't even think about it. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's what they said. You know, it's just like I know exactly what you're talking about. 
where yeah. it is like there's also those people that are farriers that are in their first year or two that are like i don't know what that is yet yeah <laughs> i have no idea you know well, there's like, even times where we've talked to people and i'm like i don't know what he's talking about but you know what he's talking about you know type thing <laughs> it's, it's hard but it's like that i think that could be the cool thing for our farrier podcast to go from here I think we've done a good job of gaining our listening base right now, and I definitely don't want to lose them, but I also would like to gain more from people that aren't farriers, and not necessarily for the fact of like, oh, just get, but it's like, just to get the word out there more of like, I do think that like WCB could be a freaking ESP in sport that people would watch. You know, yeah. like, it's like, man, I I love timber sports. I'm not a yep. logger. No. I listen to timber sport guys and stuff all the time. Like, they really aren't different than what horseshoers no, are. Same thing. And it's like, so it, it would be cool to, to get there one day. I think a lot of it, too, is people need to understand of, like, timber sports isn't real logging. It is or is not? Is not. No. It's not how guys go and log cuts. Not every day, no. No, that's not how they do it, man. It's a way different skill set. Taking it back to like originality, like the early a little days bit, almost. A little bit. Some of it is. Some of it's not. Some of it's a show. Hot Saw? Yeah. It's just cool. <laughs> it's badass. That's fucking It's fucking power. cool. That's all it is. It's like, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, Hot Saw's cool as shit. You're never going to see some cutter packing a fucking Fuck Hot no. Saw and to go buck up a tree. <laughs> There's not like, guys packing around a V8 to cut through them things. Like, no. God damn. But yeah. it's just cool. <laughs> it is super cool. But it's like, and I, I, I don't ever want us to lose our background. But it's like, you know, people get to like the little, get on their soapbox of like, well, match play is not real. It's like, hey, match play is real. And it's still yeah. fitting a foot and everything like that. And it's making us speed up. You know what match play way is? Cool to watch. Yeah. Towards it the happens end. so quickly. Mm-hmm. You get to see the winner. You get to watch these two guys. And you don't even have to know their background. You don't have to know anything that's going on the test of the mind fast, it's just fast and furious and goes to this and like it's also like you, you know there's like forge and fire forge and fire would not have done as good as if they just a made everybody to make nice from plain steel that you bought off the rack and stuff like that it's cool because they're like here's a car engine yeah make us a <laughs> knife <laughs> <laughs> creativity yeah creativity. it's just like it creates a little bit of things like for i like our horseshoeing we don't ever want to lose our basics, but we might want to cater to the people that are watching on the outside a little bit more if we want to get it to a TV level, I guess, you know? Maybe it starts with a fantasy league. <laughs> Maybe it starts with the fantasy Get people involved, man. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. I, I, I think Craig and them are doing such a good job to, like... That's, like, man, just at Spruce Meadows, all these people have no idea what's going on with horseshoeing are all of a sudden watching that was always the cool thing about going to wisconsin to madison it was during mm-hmm. that horse expo it was so big and they're like all these people are horse people yeah and they've never seen something like this yeah like they're standing around that tent so amazed of what's I, going on i won't forget the story i, I can't remember who was telling it might have been craig or somebody was telling me or telling us um like oh these are all like top horseshoers like why isn't my horseshoer here and he lives there, you know, that kind of thing. 
It is one of my favorite things to do, and this might be fucked up, but it's like, if I go to like a barn that has multiple people in it or something, they're like, oh yeah, is your horseshoe going to this competition that's coming up? <laughs> yeah. Like, all, and they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, oh, is competition not involved? <laughs> like, you like competition, don't you? They're like, well, yeah, I compete. And like, oh, yeah. so your horseshoe probably, you probably want him to compete too, right? And they're like, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know like that guy. Like, from time to time. Dude, I always wonder about that. It's like, hey, I'm not a very nice guy to some of my clients either. I'll fire people that drop a hat. I don't like I yeah. don't get that when horseshoe is like, how do you fire a client? It's like, uh, you say goodbye. You just tell That's them it. you're not gonna be working for them anymore. They need That's to it. find a new horseshoer. Yeah. But I always wonder if like I shoe my horses very traditionally. Like, you know, if like they're in toe clips up front, they're in quarter clips behind, they're in handmaids, and sometimes they're in weird things. Yeah. Like sometimes they're in like they're in a spiral bar shoe. You know what I mean? Of like I think I even remember like you put on like on those Morgans and the Hind where it had like the fucking trailer of yeah, the caulk on there and shit too, right? Yeah, no, I do weird <laughs> things on Morgans because it's like Morgan the association's a little more open, so you can do some more things compared to like mm-hmm. Arabs and stuff like that. They're pretty basic of what you can do, but it's like, dude, that client thinks it's hilarious that she'll go to a show. And people and are like, what? People are asking what's up with their horse's feet. Uh-huh. Like, what's on there? And it's really funny of, like, there's a dude that I know works some of the Morgan shows, and he posted on Facebook not that long ago of a shoe just like that on a Morgan horse. Wondering, like, what the hell is up with this? or like No, he posted, he, he made one and put it on the horse. Oh, I and see. And so it was, like, a little bit of, like, I don't want to say that's the reason he did it, but I guarantee he saw that horse that I had him on, and yeah. that horse does pretty damn well at shows yeah. so he's like i might want to try that out he added a tool for his arsenal yep but i Just always think it's it. i always wonder of how many times a client goes from me to another horseshoer and that horseshoer has to tell him like well i'm not going to reset these because they're shit Such you know <laughs> it's like because yeah. they're all fucked up where the guy's like i can't remake this like i'm not yeah. gonna be able to do this so i better actually this idea now especially if you know who they're switching to and you're like oof good luck <laughs> well that's kind of our area yeah exactly i don't live in texas where it's and like you, i'm not trying to bag my area but it's like there's not a lot of forging going on the options are limited <laughs> yeah and it's like it's especially like that's what I like about contests. And I like going to the contest and telling me, it's like, yeah, this is where your horseshoer was. And this is the division he was in. Uh huh. And this is where I was. And this is the division <laughs> I was in. It's like, and you just know. <laughs> where it, it, dude, that's one of my, I, I like, I, I pay attention to all local contests because I think they tell a lot about people. Where yeah. it's like, you'll have this guy that he's always running his mouth on Facebook and talking about how good he is, but for some reason he's entering the novice. Yeah. Or for Old some big reason dog he's. On campus. Yeah, <laughs> some reason he's entering the intermediate and he got fucking fourth. And it's like, you ain't fooling nobody, bro. <laughs> you might be fooling these clients. You might you have been a little ring. fooled. But yeah. as far as like us, we all know where you're placing it right now. Yeah. I, I've never am, been a good guy at being like a salesman like that, you know. Just, just dude, I'm the not worst. Me. Just not and, me. And I'm I I have to watch it really bad in front of clients. Cause I have a lot of self doubt. Yeah. Where I'm like, well, I'm not really that. Like, I know I just like went on a rant that maybe sound like I didn't have self doubt, but I trust me, I got a fuck ton of it. I do not think I'm good. Yeah. I I see the list of competitors and stuff, and I'm like, I still see myself as the little kid. Like, where I'm like, I can't compete with these guys. Yeah, these guys are the shit. Like to 
to trick my brain to ever think that I could be as good as money, fuck, my brain don't work that way. But I think that's also needed, you know, in order to, you know, set your expectations or whatever and then try to achieve them or, like, uh, yes. exceed them. Yes, you know? yes. So like, that's where I... I don't do good in front of clients sometimes because I'll be like, well, I missed this quarter a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little under here. Like I'm talking to them like at, it's a buddy at, a, sh at yeah, a practice. Speaking out loud, essentially. Yeah. And like, oh, well, you know, this clinch went, and it's like, you start mentioning that shit and they start cataloging it. <laughs> and they're like, this dude's fucking up all the time. Yeah. And then they get some guy in that like, man, he's gutting the quarters and fucking laying shoe on the frog, but he's telling you how good it's all going to be and why, and how he nailed it and how good they look. I they can't buy do that. it. They don't know what they're looking Ooh, at. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm the worst at it. You know, and it's like. I don't, I don't know. That's why, like, the clients that I end up keeping are ones that are very cognitive, where they can, like, they know I'm never going to do a perfect job. They know I'm always trying to. Yep. But they also understand how hard horseshoeing just is. Yeah. That it's, it, no one's doing perfect, perfect jobs. No. Like, they, I mean, they what totally, is the perfect job? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. I don't know, but there's some guys out there, they're pretty sure they're doing it. Yeah, there always they're always is. They're you know. pretty positive. They're laying it down every day. Like you can like look the dudes at dudes that pull con like dudes that say like now open for consultations. Oh Jesus! I will fight you. <laughs> like, I, like if you have like man, like I guess I can't fight you, but it's like I need to watch that. So, but it's like come to it's the competition. That, come to the competition and show me that you're fucking better than me. It's amazing somebody's that confident thinking like Jesus. I will do a consultation for you. <laughs> it's never you will I like I might be I'm speaking for him. You're never going to see money saying that I'm open for consultations. Fuck no. <laughs> like here and like no. and that's like dude it's like a dude like Austin should be the guy doing consultations. But he's not going to be. He would Ever. He would never do that to you. We're like, it's always the dudes that are just shitters. Yeah. They're like, dude, they're doing a bunch of shit. And they're like, it's a way for them to draw business. But it's also like, to me, it says, like, you think you're that good. <laughs> you think there's no better. Like, they're like, man, I can I can really fix any horse. I can figure this out. It's like, hats good off luck. to you. I wish I had 10% of your confidence. Yeah. I don't. I got a lot of self doubt about myself. Like I, I don't think I've made a good shoe yet. I'm just no. trying. I'm trying. Yeah, dude. Some <laughs> of them are hard. That I'm I made trying. a G bar the other day, dude. That's the first time I've ever made one. <laughs> or a Z bar. I've tried one and a it, Z bar. No, I've a couple, but it's tough. They're hard fucking shoes. So hard. It's so like bass backwards and uh, just hard to wrap the brain around, man. It, it's a dude. Trip. It is a parts shoe like you yeah. have to break it down it's like one you're like can i just use the mig welder and just get this over with <laughs> man i i like i like i've made one z bar for a horse before and i i just forged a frog plate in the z and just jumped it onto a shoe and then cut the yeah. other branch i just I like think that's what i did yeah i was like i, I don't i was at the horse and i was like I'm not doing this today. I don't even know why. Like, what am I going to cut? 40 inches and just start bending shit around and trying and to make it work. Hopefully I have enough. Like, it looks like a lot of steel, but it's yeah. like reality. Like, it can get made pretty easy. Like, once you have your head wrapped around where things connect. Yeah, that's the weird thing. 
because there's not like a ton of shaping can go on like once it's like there and you got the bar that's going across to the tip of the frog plate and it's like dude no. well and usually like they're fucked up feet that they're going on so it's like it's gonna have a fucked up shape so yeah, and oh, it's man. not one you can just like throw up square on the anvil really no yeah like the only thing like the one for the fort works got going for it that makes it easy is like it's a easy good section mm-hmm. with just this little extra in there mm-hmm. and a little extra like with this extra stuff in the middle where you're like oh, okay where it's like it doesn't have a vast difference in section where some shoes like dude roadsters screw with my mind yeah, because <laughs> you, you you can't. Everyone's like, well, you, like oh, lines, lines. It's like, well, you can somewhat look at the inside shape, and you can somewhat look at the outside shape, but also not really, because like, yeah. they're just not. You have to look at the foot shape down the middle of it, like where it's gonna fit. That's the shape you have to look at, because like especially like widest part part forward. Okay, that's gonna be the outside shape is gonna be the shape of the hoof. Mm-hmm. And the inside shape is going to be just a little bit different because it's got a wide, to- a little wider toe. You know, it's not as the same thickness or same width all the way around. Right. And so the inside shape is going to be a little bit broader. Well, then you get to the fucking heels. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, where it's like the inside shape on the inside is going to be different because the section's drawn up and it's a skinnier section. The inside shape on the outside, or the shape on the outside of the inside heel is going to be different because you fit it tighter. Yeah. The, the lateral side, you're going to fit it fairly full, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a wider section, so you're going to have a little bit more on the inside, so it's going to affect your shape there. So it's like like when you're making basic shoes, you're like, oh, just make this nice inside shape and this nice outside shape that kind of match each other. But then also you make this roadster, and you're like, whoa, where does this even go? <laughs> like, what's like good, our, what's uh, bad? A <laughs> roadster horse at Classic, where the outside on both of ours are just straight. Like, yep. There was no quarter essentially because it was no. just kind of worn off because it was barefoot, and that's why. Fuck! If it would have just done made it straight, it would have looked. I mean, it wasn't that great of a job, anyways. But no, it would have like been crazy. It would have looked like a bad roadster, but it also would have just been. It's hard to fit. Yeah, super hard to fit. Like that's. It's just like, and you can't just. You can't just look at one inside or the outside shape and be like, okay, that's where I'm going to put it. You like have to be able to like x-ray vision and see where this foot's going to sit on this shoe. Mm-hmm. That's It's it's a super freaking mind-screwy deal where that Z-bar is at least like, okay, I'm just building a normal shoe and then here this lays inside of it. Yeah. And that's how it's going to hopefully freaking work out. That's it, and that's that. Yeah. But what... Kind of talked about goals we got for this contest or for this podcast and stuff. Do you have any goals as far as your shoeing? Mm. It's kind of something that's been going through my brain quite a bit lately. And especially because I made this move. So uh, mm-hmm. it's like a weird transition for me right now where I'm still trying to figure all this out in my brain and what I'm going to do. Uh because Ashley and I, we've been trying to find a house. You okay. Know? So it's like, um, I'm kind of in a mix of go- I don't necessarily have one dead set right now, but I'm kind of going back and forth. And, um, yeah, it's just like a weird, weird place for me at the moment as far as like, do I want to keep my business all up north or do I want to try and really push to bring my business down here? You know, Is, so. Are you going to... 
move north, or are you guys going to live near where you're living now? Uh, it's going to be kind of in this area, yeah. Okay. You know, um, and mostly that's because of her daughter uh, is yeah. in high school now, so basically we have to wait for her to graduate before we're able to move kind of out of this region or this area, yeah. you know, so. That's, and is it like you not want to pick up as many horses where you are because it's like the price is lower? Price is a little bit lower and there's not very many. A lot of them are Western horses and I don't, Western horses are kind of like my least favorite to work on. And so I've kind of just been waiting. I don't really want to like advertise or whatever right now. Like I'm kind of waiting for the right opportunity to meet somebody where I could put myself in that door and hopefully it opens up more doors, you know, to this area. Yeah. Like I, like the term or the term or whatever people use is organic, you know? Yeah. Just hoping it like I'm pushing for it. Like I'm trying to like insert myself in those, in that area. So hopefully like it opens up a door and that'll open up more versus, uh, sometimes when you advertise, like I want to be here and this is where I want to be. Like you may not necessarily get the right opportunity or right, right option. No, I think that's a good, a good way to look at it. Kind of like what you said uh, earlier, like, it'll all work out. Dude, it weirdly does. Me and Chelsea talk about it all the time. Like, I'm just going to put this out in the universe, and I'm just going to start trying to maybe head that direction. And yep. all of a sudden, it just happens. Yeah. So that's nice. kind of where it's at for the shoeing business-wise for me, you know? Nice. Like, like I have a good business up no, up there. It's just it's a lot of driving, which kind of... Yeah eats out a guy for a little bit and then i think a lot of us don't take that for an account when we're thinking business-wise of like how much that driving is eating into profit or just into your life even Especially if you're not when diesel's 575 a gallon what? right now it is fucked what yeah it's five dollars and 75 cents <laughs> good shit dude maybe i just haven't been looking but i don't think i'm paying that well i when i came down for the oregon contest i think i paid three something yeah, like I was, was gonna say. I think it were like four bucks. Dude. I was like amazed. I was like, "How the fuck is it a dollar cheaper down here than it is up there?" And Especially it, we're in the same fucked up. Exactly. Po- political wise, we might be yeah. worse. <laughs> I was blown away. I was like, "This is like, I mean, the same area Whoa. essentially." Yeah, five seventy-five. Dude, that's Bad. a that's a lot. And I don't know. Like, I always try to think of it. Like, I saw some guy post a while back. Of he's like, "Oh, I had to drive eight hours." And did this about like this many horses, but I made like $6,000 today. And he's like, would you do that? And I'm just like, I instantly, my head goes back to like, what if somebody, if you're on your deathbed and someone's like, what if I can sell you eight hours of time with your family again? How much would you pay for that? I would pay a lot more than $6,000. So that's how I try to look at it. It's like, wait, you don't get that option in the end. No mm-hmm. one's ever going to fucking come up to you with that sweet-ass deal that you get a little more time with your family. No. We can do it now. So it's like, and I'll choose some shittier horses and just stay home. I just, I just want to be around my, my family. I don't know. Like, I'm sure, like, he's like, right now, you probably just want quality time with Ashley and stuff being around it. So it's like, you don't want to be sitting in the fucking truck all the damn time. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same hand, it's like, so it, just has, it has to be fully worth it all the way around, I bet. It's a hard thing to try to decide. It's a big juggle. It's a big juggle. I'm trying to figure that out. It's a work Dude. in process. Work in progress. No, I think it's that's a good way of like not putting too much pressure on it though. Of like 
fully see what happens and don't just jump ship on one side or the other. Exactly. Especially, you know, I have loyalty now, right? Yeah. And that's always the scary thing when you take on something new is like, well, I'm risking what I have for this. And, you know, you know as well as I do with, like, horse people, like, they can be flaky. And it could just be something super simple that they decide to fire you at the drop of a hat. And they can be vengeful, though, at the same time. You could just literally tell them, like, hey, I'm just wanting to move closer to my family and do a little bit of this. And, like, they'll fucking run your name down because you just you dropped them. You put them in a bind. Yeah. Like, and it's like... Exactly. You never know when that time's right. So it's like, just don't even fucking worry about it. I don't know. Like, I've had those people getting mad around. around Like, my area, I immediately live in. Shitty horse people, for the most part. They're all, like... They want you to come on Saturdays and evenings yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, no, sorry, that's my family time. And it's like... They'll like literally. I've seen these like, well, he doesn't care about his customers, he doesn't put us first. Like, yeah. no, I don't put you first. No. Like, why would I ever? Like, would you do that? No, like, it's of course like, not. Horse people can be freaking wild, man. It is a when I first started out, like in my career, like, yeah, we would, I would try to put them all first, but you get to a point where you realize, like, just what you just said, where you have to put your life first because they're not going to put your life before their lives, you know? So they won't. It's, it's a weird, weird thing. Weird dynamic. Super hard, but you also like don't want to just go ahead and like shit in the hand that feeds you. No. You know, like, so you try, you try taking care of a little bit, man. It's it's like, it's super hard. That's why I, like, my shoeing, I always think like, I, I t- especially with doing the podcast, I'll talk to these guys at these like big businesses. I'm like, oh, maybe I, that's what I want to do is shoe a whole bunch of horses. <laughs> and then I'm just like, no, no maybe it's not really what don't. you want to do. Maybe you want to be in the shop. Just like, just keep shoeing the small amount of horses that you're shoeing. Mm-hmm. Maybe be happy with it because oh, like, yeah. man, no one calls me that the pan lost to shoe. <laughs> like, you know, or something. Like, it's not a thing yeah. that happens really. <laughs> it's just like, and they don't, they don't get mad when I don't show up at this time. You know, it's like, I or don't answer the phone. Like it's just a way easier crowd to to work for in general. And I gotta be home, so it's like I I think that's a big. And I like you get people messaging us too, especially after we had that podcast. I forget who it was. Now we we're talking about like sometimes you just have to move out of the area and move into an area that has good shoeing. Like yeah. don't complain that you can't make a living where you are, but also don't bottle yourself up to think that horseshoeing is the only thing you can do. True. Like even if even if you want to be in the horseshoeing, it's like understand like different ways how to make money in it and stuff like that. All of the really good horseshoers that are making really good living, like are generally doing something else mixed in there. Mm-hmm. Like dude, like Chad Chance is probably one of my favorite. That's ones exactly who I was gonna, I was just thinking of. It's an auctioneer and a realtor right now. Like yeah. it's just like, dude, and he's always doing things successfully because he's just like, but he's also always chasing things to like make his body last as long as he can. Mm-hmm. And keep doing what he wants to do. And keep like, man, a quick way to not love horseshoeing anymore is just burn yourself out on it. And just keep shoeing as many horses as you can and feeling like you're getting used. It's not sustainable to it. No, man, know. prove prove to yourself that you are good at other things in life. And that you can be, you've started one business and you got it going. Keep yep. that one going. Start a different business. Do something else a little bit. Take a little, like, have a backup plan. Yeah. Of something. Like. Yeah. And that's kind of. Part of the reason also, like, starting the podcast and doing YouTube and, you know, it's more irons in the fire, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and it's hard, too. Like, the nice thing about the podcast and your YouTube is it's you. You, yeah. aren't, you aren't with somebody else. We're, like, 
we're we are still our own bosses yes you know? yes I, I i get pretty that yuck feeling when i feel like i'm getting used by somebody you know or something mm-hmm. like it's it's quick for me like that yeah. like the troll clothing deal of like i quickly just got felt like eh I don't think this yeah. is where like this it's is pretty equal. one-sided. <laughs> like a deal. I think I'm just going to go ahead and show myself the exit. Like <laughs> it's a uh, and it he puts that bad, but it's like when it's something for you and your name and everything like that, it's a little bit easier to yeah, keep keep after it, keep going for it. Building your own brand essentially. You know. That's yeah. I think that's a it's something that's, we don't work on enough as a horseshoer. Yeah, it's farriers like we are our own brand, you know, whether we're just shoeing horses every day like you have to uphold your image you know in that community you, you know, do and just the in the horse world like we're saying horse people are crazy man watch what you put on facebook yeah like yeah it can go bad ways like things that we think are jokes you know what's so crazy they don't so take it as a joke there's a guy that's in our area uh he does he's not here anymore but um for i think like probably 20 years like he was the guy he was like the top-notch guy of this area and it's so mind-boggling to me. Like he got to a point where he was. Everybody knew he was drinking whiskey, popping pills, doing drugs, and going to prison. Multiple DUI, like not prison, but yeah, he would get Jail. multiple DUIs, and he would go away. But in his like to the client's eyes, like he was still the guy, and they were willing to put up with all that bullshit. And like he still got away with it, and that's just like mind-boggling to me is like how did this guy get away with all this shit and he was still the king tut of this area you know wild it's so weird and the other thing so now his apprentice uh he's still shooting around here and it would get to a point where like they would see the apprentice pulling up driving the rig and they would know like oh he's back on the sauce again and (laughs) you know he's he's not able to drive and Dude, like, it's crazy though how they'll keep them around. I know, dude. It, and it's so people that I work for now, like they, that's how I basically have learned all these stories is like, oh, so and so, like this. They, that's how I've gotten all this information is yeah. through them being like, and they were willing to put up with him being drunk or, you know, and oh, dude, it's it crazy. Is, it is <laughs> wild. Like, and it's like, what was he, do, like, was he just so, you know, like, why? Why were they willing to deal with it? And I, it might have been a thing also where there might not have been a very many other options in this area. Yeah. And uh, so that's probably who they had to go by or use, you know. And uh, it's also kind of crazy. Like, he would, he had this little brand, uh, like an iron. Yeah. And he would go around at barns and like on a wood, there's usually like wood posts right there. Yeah. He would heat it up, brand the wood post almost like this is my barn and like there's a lot of barns i go to and i'll see that brand by the shoeing bay like that's crazy and like how did people like he would go around branding all these barns like there's there's tons of barns i go to and i'll pull up to the shoeing area and that's there's the brand right there and some people are just very pushy salesmen we're like well he never gave us the option to fire him like he would just show back up 
Yeah. They can just do it where it's like, dude, there's like, I've dealt with salesmen in different worlds where they're like, do they call every day? It's like, I haven't answered your last 15 fucking calls. Why are you still calling? calling? Dude, but they like, hey, I would love to have your business. It's like, at this point, how is this not awkward? Yeah. Why do you want my business? Like, (laughs) dude, it is so weird. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. I can't be that guy. It's like, Mm-mm. I'm still I have clients that I've had for like probably eight years I'm like uh, so do you want to go ahead and reschedule or are we going to just keep doing this it's yeah. like, like I'm sure it's like they're like well that's kind of weird I'm, I thought I think Riley was trying to get rid of me today <laughs> it's like I just yeah. have that much doubt it's like yeah I know it's it wasn't that it great of a finished job today like it's like <laughs> might want to fire me now yeah Use somebody else just a little bit different Oh man, yeah. Some dudes have just all the comments in the world, and they, but it, it doesn't look that great on us sometimes when that's the norm. Yeah, of like that's where like that's one thing I like about this podcast is people get to hear that like horseshoers aren't a bunch of drunks that are just like sloshing around. No, like like no, it's like these these guys are like busting their ass, working out, practicing really hard, watching what they eat. You know, it's like these are athletes of this yeah. industry. This is what it can be. I mm-hmm. think it's freaking awesome. I think it's something a, to a good strive thing for, for people to listen to. Yeah. Well, awesome. that being said, uh, if you guys are listening to this, hit the subscribe button, the like button, share it, the, and give, give us, us the a five rating, star. five yeah. stars only, or you five get sand in the eyes. <laughs> you give but. us less than that, I see a contest. I'm gonna put water on your forge. <laughs> <laughs> Drop a penny in there. Go, yeah, go and throw some slag right on top of the fire. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's what, I won't have to do that. Karma will get you. Your shoe will burn oh, up during a class if you don't give a five star. I don't make the rules. It's just how it happens. <laughs> it's the way she goes. It's <laughs> the way she goes. But awesome. We appreciate you guys all listening, and we look forward to another year. Let's yeah. do it. If you guys got any ideas, thanks. Like uh, everybody talking about the shoe trades stuff like that. We'll keep going on those types of things. Now that summer's getting over, we're getting into that. Everybody will be in the shops a little bit more. So. Mm-hmm. Shoot us Drop your ideas. Comment. You guys got problems, dilemmas? Send them on over. Let us know your your bitches and your gripes. Yeah. Or even Let's things that you're excited about. Thanks, Hell everybody. Yeah. Thank you.